Welcome to From Uniforms to Unicorns. This podcast is all about our experience as female corrections officers, our challenges, our triumphs, and our transitions out of the career. Lauren and I have always had a significant bond. Friends, moms, and business owners that happen to be in prison. Life attempted to separate us, but we always found a way back to each other. We are huge life milestones, tragedy, and random text messages saying, I thought of you today. We know there is huge curiosity surrounding these topics. And we aren't the only ones that struggle. There are also incredible stories just waiting to be shared. And we want this to be a safe place for us and you to talk about the often unspoken world of corrections. Grab a coffee, head out on a walk, or just take a break. Let me warn you, we have no idea what we're doing. From uniforms to uniforms to uniforms. Today on the podcast, we have Shauna Boysen. We are so excited to sit down and talk to her. Shauna and I uh, spent our entire, my entire career in corrections together. And um, Sharon and Shauna also have a very significant bond. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Lauren. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Staying warm? Yes, it's freezing here. Minus 51 today. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Lovely. Lovely. Oh, I'm so excited we're here. One of our favorite people in the world is here today, Shauna Boysen. Thank you. Hi, Hi, guys. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Staying warm. It's not minus 51 in Cher Park. Where do you live? Camrose? (laughs) Camrose? It's 51 with the wind chill. Like, and I think that was at 6 a.m. So, I mean, it's probably only minus 47 right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Call me. (laughs) Call me. So, Shauna, you're doing good? Oh, yeah. Good. On days off right now. So, better. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to ask you a few questions. Um, I'm going to start with what led you to corrections. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to date myself a little bit. (laughs) In 1994, I, uh, I was 12. Everyone, (laughs) in the 1900s, go on. (laughs) I walked to school with my bare feet. No, anyways. Uh, so I went to Grant McEwen and took the correctional services program. Okay. So you, you wanted to be a correctional officer. I wanted to be a cop. So I'm not really sure. I, 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 you know, I've got crossed somewhere. Yes. Somewhere. (laughs) And I, somewhere in terms of me wanting a a little more of the rehabilitation side rather than just the, uh, arresting side. Less less law enforcement, uh, more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so I went to Grant McEwen and took that program for two years and played soccer there. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was so fun. Really yeah. fun time in my life for sure. Um, then I graduated and uh, I think it was about 1997. I got um, a job at the Youth Emergency Shelter, which is on White Avenue. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's for like homeless kids and, uh, you know, trouble with the law and kicked out of their parents' home and whatever. Um, so I worked there and I actually thought that was going to be my gig for life. I think yeah. I, I think I was making like thirteen thousand dollars a year, <laughs> and I was five or something, right? I'm like, oh god, this is like my life. This is going to be good, uh, and it was an experience for me, um, uh, but uh, draining working with kids and youth, and working, and then uh, working with the system in terms of. Um, like, uh, kids would come there and they wouldn't follow their, um, PO's orders and they didn't care. The law enforcement side wasn't there. So then I'm like, I, I kind of want to get out of this. Yeah. So yeah, I, I felt like it was doing nothing. Well, it's hard. It's hard work with kids. It's so, Uh, I don't, it's hard. Yeah. And the justice system, um, when they're a youth is like 
well, I mean, now I guess not taking, not helping them take accountability, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I remember like, they're not following their, their, you just breach them and then I can, and they can have a harder lesson, but nope. And I was just drained. So I grew out of that yeah. and I had, um, I'm not sure how I got connected with Stan Daniels Center. I think it must have been through school. Maybe I did a practicum there. And um, a fellow by the name of Rob Davies that was the director of Stan Daniels at that time. And I think I must have done, uh, like I said, a practicum there. He contacted me and he's like, do you want to come do some community assessments? for the federal government, which is like you go into uh, inmates' contacts home and you uh, do a report and you you assess whether that inmate, that that's a good positive support and that inmate can go there on like a day or a full parole release or a family visit. I wonder if you did Sharon's, that one Sharon went to. (laughs) <laughs> probably and I probably approved it bring on bring on the Kentucky fried chicken <laughs> yeah, exactly so that's so, what happens a community assessment is is done just so everyone understands is so that if there's like a, a family support or someone if they're going to leave the the jail then we know where they're going it's an assessment mm-hmm. done in the community to say yes they're a positive support for when they get released on parole or yes, mm-hmm. they're a positive support that we want to continue for them to have while they're incarcerated, but they can't visit at the jail for some unknown reason, right? So, so that was Sean's so, job. Yeah, so I did that for like, I, I think I did that on the side a little bit before I left the youth emergency shelter because that wasn't a full-time job. It was like a, on the side and I got like, I was contracted. So I got like, I think I got a hundred dollars okay. a report or something like that. And I stayed connected with both. Like I kept my full-time job because, well, I wasn't unhappy at the shelter. I just knew that I wanted to move on. I was interested in other areas. So um, through that came, and my commitment there came a job opportunity to be a parole officer. And like, and at that, well, at this time too. So NCSA, like it was for Native Counseling Services of Alberta. So they're not the government. So I didn't need a degree. And I had shown them, they knew who I was. They knew that they knew my work ethic. They knew. So they said, do you want to be a parole officer, a community parole officer? So supervise federally sentenced males on stat release and full parole. Wow. Like wow. when they're in the community. Yeah. I'm like, great. Sounds like fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what year would that have been? What year did that? Uh, 2000. Okay. So I remember and, when you and I met, you'd done this for quite a while. So Yeah. And and it's interesting because now that I look at about how I supervised um the the in well the offenders in the community with having no experience of how they behaved in the institution, it's crazy. Right. Yeah. They walk into my office and they're like, Hey, how's it going? And I didn't know enough to, well, I didn't know enough until I started supervising the females. So that's mm-hmm. when it changed. So I like probably in like 2001, I went to the female unit and I got a lot of the inmates from EIFW on my caseload. Cause it was like the female section of supervision because and you had like 15 females on your caseload and let me tell you that was draining yeah right mm-hmm. and they do it differently now they only have like five females on a caseload with 45 males. men five and five yeah women. yeah yeah it's <laughs> sounds crazy. about right sounds yeah. about right so my ex- if i think back to my experience working parole like i um I, so I supervised this one uh, uh, offender and she was a lifer and I happened to go to her house one day and she was under the influence of alcohol. And I, like, uh, like I said, like I, I wasn't thinking that she was uh, like in serving a life sentence and she was a violent offender. I'm just like, oh, well, so I call my boss, uh, uh, suspension warrants were issued, blah, blah, blah. Then I get this job at at the jail and I infiltrate and see how they actually act in the institution. And it floored me. It was like, I, I shouldn't have been 
devising <laughs> because I didn't have the experience to the security. know. You didn't have the security mentality. No, I took shoes at their at their house <laughs> <laughs> ate the peanut butter sandwich they made yeah. you yeah. Yes, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're poison in the coffee yeah she's doing great we had coffee and she told me all the right things and this is awesome so anyways yeah I, I think like it's just funny because most people I think have an experience in an institution. I think you have to. So that, that I guess that's what I'm saying. When you're a parole officer in the community, I feel that you should have the experience within the institution mm -hmm. yeah. to help for public safety, right? To understand what it's all about. <laughs> and that would have been the year that that um, parole officer was murdered. Up. Yeah. In, yes. in the Northwest, was it the Northwest Territory? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think wow. that's kind of when things started to change because it was, I know it was before I became a corrections officer or even thought about it, but it was like there was a murder in Camrose mm -hmm. with uh, a youth worker and then there was a murder in Lethbridge with a youth worker and then there was the murder of the parole officer, like all kind of within the same time frame before 2004. And I know that things kind of started to change around there, but prior to that, it was just like, Everybody gets like, it. everyone. Here you go. And I called this in my other life because EIFW really was the start of my life. Like, but yeah. so I say in my other life when I was doing this and I was um, actually in a relationship with a, a police officer and, and I would be going to like, honestly, I, I'm like, I have to go to a home visit um, with this red alert gang member. And he'd be like, <laughs> oh no, like I'll, I'll come and just park the car outside. And you know, because there was no safety, like it was nothing. Mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. so yeah yeah so crazy. so that opened yeah it opened my uh, my institutional experience opened my eyes about the the community for sure absolutely absolutely even yeah even I remember going to like a funeral with an inmate going I should not be here <laughs> I know, yeah. right like and I'm I'm I remember standing at the back and like Sharon talked about this in one of the other podcasts about like back to the wall so no one can come up behind you and i remember and i was by myself yeah so she must yeah. have been minimum i don't know maybe she was medium maybe they changed the report before we left but yeah i i remember going i should not be here like and, and i think before that i'd worked with with youth i worked with troubled uh boys and girls and I had a coffee mug smashed on a countertop and like held at my neck. And I, right. and I, but even that, at that point, I had no security background. Like the girls would escape through the bedroom window and I would like hit an alarm. <laughs> but I like, what am I going to do if they decided to come out? If I was sitting on the couch in the middle of the night and come behind me, I have no, I hundred percent, no idea, 100%. no idea what I was doing. Just like, it's good money. So I'm here, but <laughs> you watch all of these things happen in the community and you think, holy crap, this is, and then you get trained in security and uh -huh. you go, yeah. oh God, you look back oh, right? and God. you're like, uh -oh. like, even where my desk was in one of the offices, it was mm -hmm. like way in the back corner. There's no way I would have gotten out. And when I made my store, mm -hmm. I configured my desk to make sure that we had an out. It. Like yeah. I, <laughs> I remember like training the staff and I had a sexual assault at the store. Um, really? A gentleman came in and sexually assaulted one of my staff. Oh my she God. knew what to do. She knew exactly what to do. She knew what to say. And she said, I, I don't think that if I wouldn't have been trained the way that you had trained us, because this can happen anywhere. And we had lots mm -hmm. of, we're downtown. And I mean, we're not a big community. We don't have tons of homeless, but I mean, we had drunk people come in randomly and I'm like, be ready, you know, call Trev or do this. Or, you know, if someone yeah. comes in here and you're alone, you say someone's on their way here, like things like that. Like I was yeah. always, that doesn't happen in Cher Park. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> it does. You just don't know about it. <laughs> Oh, that doesn't happen in cameras. And I'm like, okay, you, yeah. okay. Okay. So no, let's like, go. And, and just talking back to that, um, feeling insecure in the community. Like I just did a funeral escort probably about three years ago. And, uh, 
three gang members walk by yeah. me and like six up, which means in the prison world, like there, it's the guards, like yeah. the guards or, or management is coming or whatever. Right. So I, I knew he wanted me to know that yeah. he knew who I was and he didn't like me. And I'm like, I got back to the institution. I'm like, I'm never doing that again. Yeah, it exactly. was in, it was it downtown sacred heart church. And it was a gang members funeral, but I said, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. 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 I, I did one too, like that, where the the male inmates were like, you know, handcuffed and body belts, and I was there with the female version in my hoodie and my gap pants and offered sandwiches. And I was, I remember inside, like feeling inside, like if if the shit goes down, I'm I'm gonna street fight. I'm gonna just punch yeah. my way out of this, right? Because and then I came back to the institution saying I'm never doing that because just the feeling, right? Even though it's a funeral. It's just the feeling you have, like you could be attacked at any moment, right? So. I, re I remember picking up um, a certain uh, high-profile offender at the airport, and like they drop her off, and there it's the, an ERT escort for them, and we show <laughs> up with like two people. We're like, two people. Oh, hi, <laughs> hi. Yeah, you gotta take off all her stuff because yeah. she doesn't. There's do police that. escorts. <laughs> they have police escorts and ballistic vests. And, yeah. and, like, hi. Yeah. and we're like. <laughs> hi we have a, like the caravan right and we're like hi you know jody jody donick's wearing her ugg boots <laughs> <laughs> we're ready Lover, donick yeah yeah we're ready we're ready oh yeah. man yeah so yeah but things have changed things have of changed course. that yeah. was back but, then yeah and yeah. what year did you start uh corrections eifw 2004 2004 yeah. john and i went to court together yeah we have matching right. tattoos. I talked about our tattoos the one day. We have matching tattoos. Uh, and we do. Uh, Sean and I bonded over uh, smoking and VLTs. First night. First night. We had a quite, we had a large core. We had about 27, 26 people. Um, and it was like, uh, remember, it was Carla's room. Then it was my room. Then it was your room. And mm -hmm. poor Jody got that like shitty room. Downstairs in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she was mad. Uh, but she, like, we hung out mostly so in she my acted, room. So she acted like she lived in the basement anyways. She's like, you know, she was like, <laughs> that was, so that was such a fun time for me. We were, yeah, we really did luck out with our group. Yeah. We did have such, yeah. And Shauna had got some money you came into some money oh uh, well i would no i was still getting paid that's the thing i was oh, still getting still my getting wage i was still getting my wage from stan daniels right because <laughs> i was that they put me on leave which oh, probably nice. like that, that would never that was not fiscally responsible for them but right. i kept my wage so and then I jody was, was married Mm -hmm. And I had a line of credit from school and the three of us lived like freaking Queens. Like, <laughs> like I'm telling you workout classes, tanning beds, hair haircuts, Remember <laughs> Jody's haircut. Oh, Jody's haircut. She'll have to talk about that. She will. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, we like, we had like a massage place that had like, kids that were learning to do massages of like 15 bucks we went like every afternoon oh my god awesome. <laughs> it was such a great time right. and i remember i remember thinking like because at that for me at that time of my life i was leaving uh, uh well i knew i was leaving a very toxic relationship i shouldn't say very toxic but i i was that was my out when i when I um, applied for EIFW and knew that I was going to be going away to training for three months, it was mm -hmm. like an out for me to get out of my relationship. Mm -hmm. So I went there with a clean slate and I remember driving there and I'm like, I'm not there to make friends. I'm getting a new job and I'm making a new start for myself. And then yeah. I'm like, I love Lauren and Jody, So they could be my friends. And then I fell with my husband. Right. Yeah, you yeah. really. So things very <laughs> no, like core was a really. That's why I say like I when my friends know that when I talk about my life and I talk about okay my sometimes I say okay my my old life or my other life and right. that is before two thousand and four because right. I really feel in two thousand and four my life started. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. when I talk about my uh, like work, I have work life and I have my real life and then I have my old life. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's fair. It's good to, yeah. like, it's good to compartmentalize. So people yes, that's how, it, right? yes, yes. Yes. Uh -huh. 
Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And we had so much fun. And even like we've, we've been there for the birth of each other's baby. I was a bridesmaid in your wedding. Like you came, you surprised me and came to the Dominican for my wedding. Shauna was like, we're not going to make it. And I'm like, there's just two people that can't come. If we have to figure it out, we'll figure it out. And then Shauna surprised me and they came and I was like, Oh, thank God. Okay. Everyone's here. Okay. We're good. Okay. We're good. Yeah. And Marley was like a little baby. She was one. You left her. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And remember how burnt Robbie got? Oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> Robbie didn't understand. <laughs> Shauna's husband, Robbie, didn't understand that the son in Dominican isn't the same son as in Saskatchewan. <laughs> and he was so burnt, you guys, like so burnt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was so fun. I know. And that's so great to think, you know, you think about friendship and the the friendships that you've built through the experience of this job, Yeah, you know? Mm -hmm. And when I think about my life before, that's why it, it is really like, it's like, not that it's not relevant, but really when I started EIFW, I met my husband, I met you guys, and I continue to meet such great people because I do have that boundary with myself. Like I'm, I say, I'm 46 years old. I don't need any more friends. Not that I have a lot of friends, but I don't let a lot of people into yeah. my circle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't, but I continue to meet great people through my work. Mm -hmm. People that bring me different things because they're all younger than me too, right? So right. I feel like I'm like the gang mom, you know, I'm the mom. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I have I a name say, in my hat. I won't say who it is. It's an inmate, but I think of, yeah. of certain someone when you say the yeah. gang mom. Yeah. The gang yeah. Mom. Right? She's probably yeah. back in. <laughs> <laughs> but I always say that even for ERT, I'm like my girls. I always say my, because I feel some level of like um, understanding. Because yeah. like, you know, it, when we talk about toxicity and stuff, like uh, in a workplace, you just kind of learn to work through the dysfunction, mm -hmm. I guess, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, and when, do you, what do you remember about like EIFW when you first started? Because I'm so happy to hear some of the things have changed, but I want to know like, 2004 when I remember your crew coming in I because I remember looking at you guys going like help because we I'd been help. there yeah yeah for two years yeah, I hear stuff. that I know that <laughs> and I was yeah. like help and I was you I was really drawn to well to you when you started we had the soccer connection and I was like I think I think I like this chick like I didn't know why and then we talked a bit right and we ended up I think it was soccer though. It was I think soccer. that was, you're like, that's another like, yeah, that's why I like And her. I was like, she's okay. She plays soccer, even though it was for sure at park, but I was like, oh, she's good. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just remember like being like really drawn to you and then thinking you were awesome. And we spent a lot of our time together on the yeah. max, on the max unit. Right. So what about snuggling up, snuggling up and then control post and the control post. Yeah. I'm like, we just finished playing soccer. So can we just yeah. like lay down? Spoon. Can we just spoon for a bit? <laughs> Call out the mats. <laughs> you got your boots, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can we just have like, a smoke? Yeah. Have a smoke. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. Okay, so what was it like for you? Like, not, not your first day, but your earliest days. Like, what, what was it like? Were you nervous? I, like, no, I think I had like a confidence about me because mm. I kind of, it wasn't like I was shell shocked because I forgot to mention too, I did have a little bit of experience inside an institution, but it was at EYOC. So the, the for youth. So I kind okay. of, and, and you can, I don't know. I just think I had a little bit of confidence about me, but I, sh I shut up and I listened and I, I, you guys were a really, like I say this a lot, even now after 17 years that I was very fortunate and Lauren too, to come in. Well, I don't know if you say fortunate, but to be in the job now to look back and say, when I came in, it was the institution was hopping. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was hopping. We had incidents day after day. I, in my first two years, I've, I went through what I needed to go through for the rest of my career. 
-hmm. And the new officers don't experience that right now, nor do they experience the amount of senior officers to train Mm -hmm. them. Because like there were lots of senior officers to train us to, to, I learned so much. I, I like just to be involved in everything, you know, and we were involved in everything. We were, yes. Everybody, as soon as we came, they were like, see ya, I'm going on holiday. See ya. And we were like, yes, working 16 hour days, sometimes three incidents in a day. In a day. Yeah. And then doing your report. And when, even when I look back, those senior officers, they, they really, but I was like, you too, Shauna, like shut up and listen. Cause they really were solid officers. Right. Cause mm-hmm. they were, they'd been through so much already. Yes. So, <laughs> I'm with you. I was just like, help. And when, yeah, yeah I was so yeah. grateful when you guys uh-huh. came in for that stuff and, you know, a little bit of like more fun too at the jail. Like we started to have a little bit, even though there was like, I think I said this before, like I was reading a stat before about how correctional officers experience X amount of, uh, serious incidents in their career. And I was saying to Lauren before, like we did that in a year or two years, right? Yeah. I feel that too. Yeah. And now it's like, that's why I feel like, uh, I think not stagnant in my career, but old hat, because it's like, I uh, like when you deal with so much at, at like in such a short period of time it's like you that's how you build your resiliency and that's how you build your autopilot so that Mm -hmm. you can respond to the muscle muscle memory memory for sure 100 Mm -hmm. percent yeah and like yeah i find that you respond from calm too right so Mm -hmm. that's i remember you too like because you spent you spent a lot of your time in the max and i remember you'd come up and work in the general population, so the medium and minimum in- inmates, and you would be like that max mentality. You'd be up here all uh, the time, and I remember just laughing because the inmates would be like, "You don't need to do that to me, right? Yeah, Stop right. it, Shauna." I know. And you were like, "Hey, this is it. This is a pact. Like whatever you'd say, yeah, right? Yeah. And we would just laugh at you because it was like hardcore, but it was good, right? You needed to yeah. have that high level of security. Yeah. And that's all, that's still me. Like I, I, I still like security is important to me. So I, I, yeah. And I feel that, um, you know, 17 years has also given me the, like, that's, that's just kind of like the correctional officer that I am. I don't hate my job and I don't hate inmates and I don't hate that they're there. You know, I'm there to like, some days are like, I'm saving them. Some days are, I'm having a conversation about maybe you shouldn't have talked to me like that. And I would have (laughs) brought you this request Mm -hmm. form that you asked, but now you'll wait till the next walk. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I have the days that it's just fine, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so it's like, for, for me, it's when we, when this somebody talks about their job and how do you do it? It is my job. That's all like, and you know, when I first came into the service, it was more about rehabilitation. And now for me, my job is public safety. Yeah. So that's just my job. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and, and CSC like is the, is like, that's their best kept secret is that inside those walls of that jail, I don't feel that we do anything bad with the inmates. I think that we don't have the mechanisms or the policies to help them appropriately, but we don't do anything unethical. Yeah. So I am not an unethical person. Yeah. Maybe my, my, I guess I'm saying my view of what my job is keeps me there because it's for public safety. It's because these, these inmates have to be there so that they're not living next to you or me or the community. So the community doesn't have to deal with them. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and so, we're equipped to deal with yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Physically, yeah. sometimes not yes. mentally. Um, yeah. right. Like <laughs> yeah. we're physically equipped to deal with it. And I want to mm-hmm. say like in that moment, we're equipped no matter what. Yeah. When we walk away from that moment, maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's mm-hmm. that debriefing and the schism and sure. all yeah. of those things. And then, mm-hmm. and then things pile up or one incident affects you differently than it affects someone else. Um, but yeah, yes. I, I totally agree with you. That's how I had to think about it. Right. And mm-hmm. I, 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 and 
I've said this before, like my purpose has always been in, in life to like help women navigate hard things. And I loved it when I worked at Lethbridge Community, uh, no, Lethbridge Correctional Center. I always get Lethbridge Community College and Lethbridge Correctional Center mixed up. Yeah. They're both LCC. Um, and, and I remember thinking like, oh my God, I just want to help people. I want to help people. I want to help people. And I think it was the max that was like, fuck it. I'm not fucking helping these people. Yeah. Like, I really got to that point. Yeah. And, and I think that was the thing that kind of like ate me up. Like, yeah. What the fuck? Like, seriously, I'm just delivering hungry man meals and listening to this bitch yell at me all day. Like, I don't have time for this shit. I got, yeah. I got, I got other things going on. And I didn't know what that would look like for me. And I mean, obviously, I had to go through some significant stuff to realize, like, I don't want to help inmates. I want to help first responders and their spouses. But that yeah. was never, that was never the, the intention. Well, yeah. The intention. Right? Yeah. Like, and for me, um, like, uh, oh, sorry, I lost it. No, that's okay. Cause you, I, was, I, see, I see you as like, you're, you, you have to change the way you think about it. And maybe if I ah, had, yes. if I had, it would have been a very different yeah. Oh, I know. Yes. Cause so I know what I was going to say, even within my job, I can, we can, there can be a situation that can be, okay, this can turn into a use of force, or this could turn into just negotiating with an inmate and talking her down. And I'm good to do both. Actually, I'm actually have Prefer patience one. to do both, yeah, but yeah. I'm, I can do both. I'd rather, right. maybe I'd rather do one <laughs> or the other. Yeah. <laughs> but not anymore because I'm 46. So I'd actually <laughs> rather spend the time just talking the inmate right. down. And I, so I feel that then that's my job. It's done for the day. You know, the whole, the bigger picture, that's not my problem. But the yeah. job at hand that I had today was to figure out this incident and how to resolve it properly. Okay. So when did that come for you? Uh, I think, I think maybe, well, I was never all, I was never comfortable with use of force incidents. Yeah. 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 No, I mean like the whole idea of changing the mindset. What my, what my job was. Yeah. Okay. I know, so that, I yeah. with Shauna. Shauna and I yeah. live together and mm -hmm. Shauna's husband's also a corrections officer. So I remember yeah. the conversations, right? Obviously the conversations in our house are very different from the conversation yeah. and now I'm married yeah. to a police officer. So that changes. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I remember like not saying our conversations were hard or difficult or negative, but I remember it's like, we would, we would come home and be like, okay, let's hope this doesn't happen. Or let's pray. You know, like I, I feel like there, there had to have been some sort of shift for you, especially if you and Robbie come home and always talk about fucking corrections. The right? job. Yeah. The job. And I think it's probably maybe at the 10 year mark when I realized that the system is evolving slowly too slow for what I would want, but slowly. Mm -hmm. And I don't have control over those things. So it's just day by day. This is what I, this is the tasks at hand today because tomorrow is going to be the same task. It's going to be the same thing. It's not change does not happen within the institution. It happens in the community. So little changes, I don't know. I just don't even it's think your it changes. Own. I just That's, think it's just, yeah. Cause it's your own mind. And I'm, I'm with you cause mine came at the 10 year mark as well. And I, I don't know if that's significant or not, but I just remember, yeah, the, sh the shift, I think we're so entrenched in the institution, the incidents, everything going on. Um, I took on union work. I know you're like, have, like involved with um, the emergency response team, SISM, some of those other things. So you're heavily entrenched all the time. And so for me, I'm with you, the 10 year mark, it's like, okay, I got to yeah. do something different or, or something has to shift in my mind. And it just, it came, it just came at that point. And so I wanted to ask you about, um, the ERT team and the SISM and some of the other things that you do now, like that has kept you going too, right? Cause you've for sure. And I think that that's important for people to get involved in different, like, aspects within the institution to get their mind to, to, because for me, corrections is about helping. And for my job, my, I, I believe that I came into the institution and wanted to always, cause you can't think of yourself. You think of yourself as part of a bigger group. 
when you work yeah. within an institution. Mm -hmm. So you're never thinking for yourself. You're thinking for your bigger group. Mm -hmm. So you're always thinking, how can I improve everybody so that ultimately we all feel safe? Mm -hmm. And yeah. for me, it was like, I, I want to learn my, my hard skills. My, um, I want to be prepared if something volatile would happen. And I felt like the training at core, like I'm with you, Sharon. I was like, are you sure? Are you Leon Durant? Like he was like, Sharon was, at that's exactly yeah. who it was. Yeah. was a disaster. It was, it was like, disaster. I remember us waiting. I wanted to do a fucking somersault. I was like, yeah, that's come like on. I, mm -hmm. Couldn't and do Shana, forward rolls. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we're used to like, ex like excelling. Like we, yeah. we both like, aren't you an that. athlete? Aren't I'm an, you an yeah. athlete? Are you left-handed? I remember that. I'm like, uh, I'm not. <laughs> I cannot roll though. Is this not it? And then I remember looking over Sean. Yeah, anybody like, ever rolled? Has anybody ever rolled at the institution? <laughs> Have anybody ever done it? What no. I my my uh, old ERT leader did a break fall when to she fell out of the bathtub so she wouldn't spill her glass of wine and it didn't spill. <laughs> she did a side break fall. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those, what a gong show. And I'd look over to like tiny hundred pound girls and they were just like doing this perfect stuff. And I was just like, oh my God. I was like, I, I wasn't really going to cry. Good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I had a 230 pound. Do you remember this, Shauna? Uh, the guy from Drum landed on my leg, like yes, on I do. Like my, the top of my calf. And I, I still, when I shave that area, you can't feel it. It's paralyzed. So I had like a 230 pound knee going to the side of my calf and I still can't feel it. It was awful. And then they're yelling and that would have been like, I think it was Friday because I drove to, my cousin was a wedding photographer at the time, drove to Bicycle, remember the Shauna? And then I got in that accident. My boyfriend drove drunk. Oh yes. The, mm -hmm. the Jeep. Oh my and Lauren, brought, Lauren brought a lot of drama to my life. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling my stories. I'll make you tell yours. Um, anyways, and it was like I couldn't do anything. They're like, "What happened to you?" And we're, remember, we were trying to hide it from them. This lady didn't know that I had been in. Number one, I'd been in a car accident. accident. Two, I had been, and my elbow was like messed, and my leg was yeah. messed from Trevor Fall. Oh and God. now we tell people to to file WCBs as soon as you get injured, and we're like trying to hide this fatal. Lauren's <laughs> leg is broken. Remember when the cuffs got stuck? stuck and the maintenance guys had to come from the hotel and them off. yeah and oh they gave God. them to us we begged them we're like we're not going to screw around we just want to practice and then they get stuck and we had to call leon Durrett, which was one of the instructors <laughs> and like we are so scared yeah and they had to cut them off me i have a photo of me sitting oh on i think it's on your bed shauna and there's like shane and shirley and we're all sitting on the bed and they're like oh my god it was a disaster anyway <laughs> it was good, times. good times yeah oh my yeah god. so yeah so then i forget what we were even talking well about. we were just saying you you got yourself involved in different areas of yes, corrections yes, and that's what yes. kept you going right and yeah and even even like uh so i've been what is it i can't i asked rob this morning well when we woke up because i'm like was so nervous about today i'm like how many years do we have in <laughs> and Lord, they're gonna ask me that he's like lauren will know i think 17 i think i've 17 years in and august will be the start of my 18th oh, okay so then i think i have 11 years on ert Oh, and wow. so I'm, and so I'm just waiting in my last five years to get, hopefully, if I'm fortunate enough to get full-time CX3, then I'll leave ERT and then I'll, that I'll be off the floor. Okay. But so until, what right is, now, what is a CX3 though? You need to, like, is that, okay. that's a trainer, right? Trainer. So we train all of, um, like, uh, EIFW the the CX2s and um the CX1 and 2s at the max. This is just training and for earth though. You're not like no on it's the not job training. training for 
Okay, yeah, you do on-the-job training? Okay. Yeah, so it's not, I'm not an ERT instructor. I'm a frontline okay. instructor. Gotcha. So we do our CAM agents recertification. Yeah. We do our physical skills. We oh, so do dynamic security, instructor. SCBA. Oh, you do all, all SCBAs? Oh, I yeah. CX3 pay for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. So, um, yeah, so even with my... Um, uh, like involvement within ERT and that's gone through so many changes. Uh, I'm just kind of like waiting, but yeah. still there, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, and yeah. I want to, we have such a young ERT group right now that I want to help them voice what they need because I'm not going to be there. Like the ones that are going to be there for another 10 years, like mm -hmm. invest mm -hmm. it, you know, because yeah, it's just hard to have a voice at, uh, in corrections mm -hmm. absolutely right? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially if you're new and yeah you know, yeah personality yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so what's it been like for you having like a, a spouse a husband in corrections as well and having kids mm. <laughs> yeah that's a that's a big one i know that's a big one hey <laughs> um I guess now, uh, if I look back to when we first started, Rob and I always had like, kind of like, I guess we must have talked about it. Like, let's only talk about work a, a little bit when we get home. Yeah. And not let it consume our day. Yeah. But now you fast forward to 17 years later and how our personalities have changed. Like, I'll tell you, when I first met Rob, he was like, I, I was drawn to him because he was so chillax. Mm -hmm. Now, 17 years at the max, he's not so chillax. <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> no, Trevor's nobody says, nobody says chillax same. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Trev's the same, though. Like, yeah. very chillax, and now it's like, no, very yeah. not chillax. Yeah, yeah. so it causes a little bit of problems now and then because I'm continuing to be, I was the always the strong personality in our relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And now it's like, ooh, where did your voice come from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where did your opinion come from? <laughs> but yeah, and you know, we've been fortunate, uh, like Rob's been in um, admissions and discharge department for four years, so he's been on a Monday to Friday. Mm -hmm. So having one parent on a Monday to Friday helps immensely. That's good. Right. Yeah. So everything kind of just happened. Okay. For us, like, you know, like we had our kids, my parents were young enough that they provided childcare. Then when they were older and going to school, Rob got this Monday to Friday. And so I didn't have to worry about still working shift work because right. there was somebody always at home. Mm -hmm. So yeah, things have just kind of worked. Right. And, and, you know, if he, because, uh, Admissions and discharge is like, they call it a slow rotation post. So he's only supposed to be in there for two years, but at the max, um, they have a little bit more of a appreciation for each other. So it's like, nobody will take it away from Rob yeah, because right. he has 17 years in and nobody should. And if they do, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's not right. It's not right. Yeah. So hopefully he'll maintain that and I'll just, yeah. Keep doing thing? my thing until mm -hmm. I can get my Monday to Friday too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's good. And that's if good. I get if I get trainer, like you know, I I have twenty five years is so such a long career. But I'm telling you, if I get trainer with even within the next five years, I might stay till thirty. Right. Because then I, I feel so like um, energized when I my last gig that I went out and I was gone from the institution for six months and I just felt so energized met a lot of uh Rob's co-workers because I was teaching them and you know I was nervous I'm like oh who's what are they gonna think but it soon I realized that I have you're the expert I have I'm the expert these guys are like I was teaching like three years in and I would like yeah they can't even do like an arm bar yeah exactly <laughs> and that's the thing too right we I feel like we don't give ourselves enough credit for so sure Sharon and I talk about like, who are we to start a podcast? Who, but it's like, we know lots and we know lots of people in this industry and we have lots to share and the feedback and everything is just like, mm -hmm. Oh, why were, why did we second guess this for? Yeah. I, I, I hear a lot. 
I, yeah, I hear a lot from like, uh, well, not a lot, but I do hear like from my close friends that are um, like ERT or that I've known for the last little while how, that I'm, I'm too humble. Like I don't talk enough about what I've been involved in or how mm -hmm. much like experience but experience built like anybody would have to say i say to them if you're in this career and you're and you're making good choices for yourself and you're involving yourself in good things anybody can flourish mm -hmm. absolutely you know yeah absolutely i yeah. i totally agree with that and i mean yeah. for me mine was like that year out when i had madden yeah and i i i was i did so well i felt so good about yeah. myself and then came back and was just like nope no, that, no, I feel better when I'm not here. Yeah. When I'm not here. Uh, so yeah. I have to, I have to make yeah. that choice. And then Trev became a police officer and I was driving an hour and 30 minutes uh, one way to work. And then it was just like, this isn't working. Like we're, we're going to be divorced. I'm going to have two yeah. babies by myself. <laughs> and, and he really like gave up a lot for me to have that career. Like he ended up moving to Stony Plain and changing his career so mm -hmm. I could be a corrections officer. And then I thought, okay, you want to be a police officer? Okay, it's your turn, right? And yeah, um, I'm not, I never, I will never say I, I regret it, but like actually talking to like you and Brendan and all that, I'm like, yeah, I, I probably could have made it work, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And life circumstances and but yeah, yeah but for I, sure. I'm so glad I am where I, I am, right? Like, and yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, you, yeah, that's the way life works. You can't think, oh, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Totally. At that time, at that time it didn't work. And maybe the shoulda, woulda, coulda could, was impossible. Totally. Remember, I was sleeping yeah. at your house on my 16-hour shifts because <laughs> to drive an hour and a half back to Camrose was ridiculous like absolutely insane there's no way you could do that that's a 19 hour day yeah. to have to be back the next morning and I just was like I don't even like doing this yeah <laughs> oh if I had to work so hard to do that yeah then my maybe my fate would have been different as well and I was pregnant no. with Reese but I didn't tell anybody for like a long time because I didn't want to have to sit in an office again. yeah so true. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we were going to talk about something else. I feel like we're missing something. But Sharon, are you timing this shit? Okay. Of course I am. Look. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah that's, it's okay. Seems like, like we it's can... been, seems like it's been five. I, I know, know, right? Five minutes. We do two but, hours? Yeah, we can do two parts. You can come back <laughs> no, for <I'm> part two. <laughs> <laughs> but like this season we were talking about, you've kind of said some stuff already about like what you're most grateful for so you kind of said meeting me was your number one and <laughs> meeting lauren but what else are you um grateful for like with your career with your life with everything i just i don't know i'm actually anything else anything that you two are grateful for yeah. my family i'm mm. grateful for like i say that my life started in 2004 and i'm grateful for that Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that Rob came into my life. I'm grateful that Lauren and Joe came in my life and you, Sharon. And I continue to be grateful that, that different people start coming into my life that are like, either I could give something to because I like, cause they're all young. So I, like I said, I'm like, they're a street mom. <laughs> like, oh, well, you really have, you know, and so everything. I just feel like it, that's the, the, not the ticket, but that's how, I'm just grateful for everything. Yeah. Really. And I'm grateful like for like that Rob and I have two pensions and maybe it was hard and it continues to be hard to juggle, but whether you work in a correctional uh, environment or a uh, salon or your a podcast in your stay at home mom, whatever life balance, it's hard for everybody. It's hard oh, for yeah. anybody. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just mm -hmm. like keep plugging away. Yeah, true. That's so true. It's, Actually, my life go by. I have a fourteen-year-old daughter. Yeah, like a, that's you know, crazy. Who, yeah, crazy. Who hates me? <laughs> yeah, they all do though. They all. Hate Mom, all gets. She's so mean. She's so mean. <laughs> Is she gonna listen to the podcast? I don't know. Jake wants to. He wanted me to give a shout out to Jake. Poison. <laughs> yeah. <He's>, I know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just it. grateful for everything that I guess a, a job that a job would bring you. Like yeah. it, it allowed, like we just signed a contract, like Brennan was saying, you know, and it allows Rob and I to now have another little 
lump sum of money and get better pay and uh, just, yeah, mm -hmm. hopefully retire good with two pensions, which will be nice, which I feel very fortunate about for sure. Mm -hmm. like I, I, I remember them talking about the pension and training. I was like, I don't even know what this means. I know. Like, exactly. even, when I I got, even when I had Madden, I was like getting, well, I didn't get full paychecks right off the bat. I had to fight for mm -hmm. those. Uh, but like <laughs> getting full pay on Madeline, I'm like, holy shit. And people would be like, this is nuts. And I'm like, I know, but I had no idea what that meant at the time. I was 22 years old. I wasn't even thinking about having children or anything like that. So yeah, just that there are some massive benefits that come along to it with it. If you, if you pay attention, right. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times it's like, whatever, whatever, whatever. Oh, like Rob and I went through, I think five years of paying like, and again, we weren't on a lot of, um, prescription. I think it's when he went on Humira for his, mm -hmm. um, arthritis that we realized this is like 10 years in that we realized that we didn't have our, um, benefits coordinated. So at that time I was only on the birth control pill, but I was paying money. So it was like, you know, $12 and I'm like, Oh, well that's cheap. But I was still <laughs> paying for 10 years on prescriptions. When I, in hindsight, we had a hundred percent coverage. Yeah. You, just didn't you know what I mean? Cause yeah. we didn't pay attention. We're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm grateful. My husband has a, a job that does, you know, stuff like yeah. that. And I feel yeah. like that probably what was, a big determining factor it was like okay well you have a pension you have all of these things so yeah. i'll just leave this behind and we'll do it sure. through you right yeah yeah yeah. So. yeah and pulling my pension out was a tough decision i know because <laughs> it was, was like, hard it was a hard decision but yeah yeah all good oh all good oh my god oh my god intense again <laughs> i know drop sure, the shoulders the timer <laughs> drop drop the shoulders release forward, the jaw yeah this <laughs> forward shoulder rolls it's part of my uh national training standards warm-up <laughs> uh, i'm so excited for you that would be a super fun job yeah. yeah but yeah. I hope you get that because I mean yeah. just to even like to hear you talk today like from when I first met you like the 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 differences the maturity and the growth like it's amazing to see and I I just think you are being humble like you're an amazing mm -hmm. person and you you've worked so hard to get where you are and you've done so much work so and you've been through a lot in your career lots yes. of and, and i know we're not going to go there but you've like mm. had significant incidences you've exactly. been through a lot of things in 17 years you've been through investigations and disciplinaries and one of our friends and holding through, and holding back training opportunities for me because of disciplinary and yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah for right. sure stuff that, could, stuff that could bring you down and I, maybe that's why i'm just like it's part of it it's totally. all part I guess. of it. It's yeah. part of your growth. And I mean, I, it's amazing to see it mm -hmm. and to hear mm -hmm. you and all of it, because I'm proud of you, like very yeah, proud absolutely. of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Grateful to I, know you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've been a part of the journey for yeah. so long, right? So long. Back mm -hmm. to the Neo Citron and the red wine. Exactly. <laughs> the cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> but we love you and we'll end. Hey, Sharon, yeah. do you ever know what happened to that logbook? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, either. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, my friend. I remember we had a good, uh, we had a few fire. good fires in the backyard there, the fire pit. <laughs> so oh many good memories you so guys many, yeah so many things to take to <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> to, our, to our old folks home somewhere in florida yeah say agreed. remember that time mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> love you guys love okay. you thank you Thanks. have a good day hey that's all for today thanks so much for listening Make sure that you subscribe to be notified when new episodes are released. And if you have a second, we would love a review. You can find us on Instagram at From Uniforms to Unicorns. And if you happen to know anyone else that would be interested in tuning in, please share this podcast with them. We greatly appreciate it. Love, Lauren and Sharon.